Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, hi, how are you? I hope you're doing well. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. Let me just ask that after listening to and or watching the video, if you found you enjoyed it, please do me a favor, smash that like button. And if you want to support the work I do, please consider a Patreon membership. You'll find a link in the description. Now, let's dig in. The case of mother of five, Rachel Morin, remains unsolved. 37-year-old Rachel was reported missing on August 5th, and her body was found the next day along the Ma and Pa Trail in Bel Air, Maryland. The reward for information leading to the perpetrator is now at $30,000. We know that whoever harmed Rachel left his DNA at the crime scene, and that DNA matched DNA at another crime scene in South Los Angeles. In that case, a young girl was said to have been attacked. Now, in September in Los Angeles, two models were found dead in their apartments. Both of those crime scenes were said to be bloody. I heard professional criminal profiler John Kelly say that he thinks there's a possibility the cases of Rachel Morin, the young assault victim, and the two models could possibly be the work of the same person. We know for a fact the three women I'm talking about, Rachel Morin, Nicole Coates, and Melissa Mooney were all beautiful women. Rachel was 37 years old, Nicole was 32, and Melissa was 31. A man claiming to have come upon Rachel's body after the crime said that the side of her face and head had been crushed, possibly by a rock. Thus, her beautiful face had been disfigured. The police are saying that Nicole and Melissa's deaths are unrelated, but they haven't really said why they feel that way. Melissa Mooney was found inside her apartment on the 200 block of South Figueroa Street. She was an aspiring model and real estate agent, and she was also pregnant when she was killed. According to the medical examiner, Mooney's cause of death has been, quote, deferred. Her sister, Jordine Pauline, believes the deferment is due to the fact that her sister was so badly beaten that it's difficult to determine her exact cause of death. Melissa's face was so disfigured that they couldn't have an open casket. It was so bad that the mortician cried. Melissa's sister shared these harrowing details about her sister's death to News Nation. She said, quote, She was in a struggle. Both her ankles were broken, her hands, her legs. It's very gruesome details. She was definitely in a struggle. It wasn't something that quickly happened. All I know is it was a torturous act. They, the suspect, did multiple things to her body, you know? The police can't even pinpoint what exactly took her. Melissa lived in an apartment building, and there were no signs of forced entry. So you have to ask, was it someone she knew, or was it a stranger that somehow was in the building, maybe a maintenance worker? I could swear that guy in the video from the attack on the young girl in South Los Angeles looked to have keys dangling from his pants. Maybe. Now the other model, Nicole or Nikki Coates, 
She was found dead on September 10th, two days before Melissa was found dead. Coates was also in a bloody scene inside her South Grand Avenue apartment. But again, the police keep saying that the two deaths are not related. It's hard to accept that, though, when you know that the two apartment buildings were just 0.8 miles apart. And Nicole Coates was also unrecognizable when her family found her deceased in the apartment. Her aunt said, I believe it was murder, I really do. One of her legs was up in the air in a kicking position. That's not somebody who just laid in their bed and died. We know that whoever assaulted the young girl in South LA made his way to Maryland. Is it possible that this guy in Maryland then made his way back to LA? What do you guys think? Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.